And we're back. <laughs> Thank Excuse you, me. Face. Uh, okay. Uh, I believe Shrog had an idea for something he wanted to do. Yeah, so I would like to pull Talonor aside. Um, so how I want to do this is I think we can extrapolate. Um, so we were talking a bit off mic. Um, we have some time before we maybe pursue this lead with the lizard in which our ships need to resupply. Um, maybe even there's there's something going on behind the scenes where like the merfolk are trying to chase down leads on where it is or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have some time where we're just in port um, not to figure out what to do with this mm -hmm. time. Uh, and I would like to say that Talonor is pulled aside um, because there is um, a, a ceremony, a naval ceremony occurring, perhaps a an officer's ball, a retirement, a, a graduation, something of, mm -hmm. of the sort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and Admiral Jezrin must be present uh, at a dance, um, which is going to be crashed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but not necessarily by Vivian um, as they would normally appear. I think this, they are going to enlist the help of their partner, Quixote, uh, possibly Fee, if they have that kind of power, um, to disguise themselves um, as someone that, as far as Vivian is, doesn't exist in this world. Mm -hmm. um, and they are going to show up as Ed Park. Uh, in a, a as Ed. You know, Ooh. that ghost that Vivian was chasing in the house game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh. Fascinating. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Fee can have helped because Kyoti um, um, may not be immediately around and Fee is. So. <laughs> Fee, why do you need to be disguised like this. No reason. <laughs> yeah, I, d I love the visual of you. You've uh, Vivian's got this outfit together and um, Fee braids their hair back into like a neat cue for them. It is braiding something into it like ribbon or uh, some dried seaweed or something and is weaving the charm in and as the braid is tied off the glamour sort of ripples out uh over it and don't take your hair down or it'll okay thanks v i uh I appreciate the help. Uh huh. I bet you do. Mm -hmm. Try not to get stabbed. Not getting stabbed is one of my 
special talents. I'm very good at it. It's not what I've had. Smirks and walks off. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Duck. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, this this, this, this is a verse joke. Yes, it is. <laughs> Look, Vivian got this uniform off of an officer and probably didn't have to kill them to do so. Just them. Uh, yeah, so they are going to uh, sneak into this dance as uh, this student officer. People don't necessarily know, um, but they managed to bluff their way in uh, and give Talonor, um, I think, a hand signal that they would recognize from the rogue world mm-hmm. um, because... Uh, they had matching disguises in mm-hmm. that world, and mm-hmm. so they would probably need a way to recognize each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you and your chosen partner play, though other characters may join if it makes sense for them to do so. What do you notice about each other? What have you heard? Um, uh, Talonor has shaved uh, and is looking less unkempt uh and what you've heard is that he has uh been given a formal reprimand by the empire for losing a prisoner Hmm. Uh, and he is uh standing very tall and stiffly over kind of like by the wall hands behind his back vibe just watching the dance because he's expected to be here uh but he doesn't want to do the social thing um so i yeah Okay, yeah. Where are you dancing? How did you come to be here? I think we've covered that. Uh, is this a celebration or a more somber affair? Depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> Talador is presumably having a very bad time. Yes. Yeah. Yep. During the dance, anyone can ask for details about the setting, occasion, and circumstances. Uh, so to play the game, the worst dancer in this domain starts. The worst dancer may be the best underwater or on land, but in this domain, they're the least graceful of the pair, which I think opens up an opportunity mm-hmm. because while Vivian is dashing and very charismatic generally, um, they are maybe not as familiar with the Navy's steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... I think Talonor has had like formal training in this sort of shit. Uh, so he would be not, he's not a good dancer, but he is a practiced dancer. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Talonor dances correctly. Yes. Even if he does not dance better. Yes. All right, so we take turns asking questions from our list. After you've each asked two questions, the dance ends. 
other players have joined the dance, they may also choose a partner and ask two questions each. So, uh, Talonor's standing over by the edge, and Vivian, in the guise of Ed, gives this hand signal, uh, and Talonor, like, recognizes it and does, like, a small up nod. Um, how, how does Vivian get him onto the dance floor? <laughs> Ah, uh, I, I think Vivian makes up a story about, um, uh, you know, only being here because, um, you know, the Admiral, so, some story about like, oh, my father was, was, was a good friend of the Admiral's and I owe him everything. Um, mm-hmm. the least I could do is be here for him in this moment. And then just very, very cheeky aside to Talonor, they're going to make it worse if you don't participate. <laughs> uh, I think he glares da- daggers at you, but accepts the dance. Were you going to say something, uh, Jade? Uh, no, I oh, wanted no, to add a detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, because I think part of the reason why Vivian was able to get in is because uh, Rebel was coming in at about the same time and, uh, like, gave Vivian the absolute sharpest look. Not like, I recognize you, but, like, I see something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, this, is, this is definitely, like, I saw this person as a ghost, no, this can't. Uh, this cannot be a coincidence. No, uh, Rebel is actually looking at Vivian's hair. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But, but Rebel like uh, uh, looked at the hair, then noticed the face, and was like, "Okay, I will help you in." <laughs> Very good. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. The worst dancer starts. All right. Um. So yeah, as I as I think I was telling uh, Danielle before we got back on, my motives for playing the dance were mostly to have a conversation with Talonor, so I may have conversation uh, <clears throat> before getting to the question per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, So I think Vivian just leans in, look, before I say what I, I want to say, I want you to understand that the life I have in this world, it's really good for me. I'm doing really well. And I don't need to be here. You know what I'm risking by being here. Uh, And I am unused to dancing in this domain. Do you guide me through the steps with disdain or generosity? Uh, Generosity. Uh, Mm. I think he is a good lead. Um, Mostly because like the way that he moves, 
is uh, so when you're when you're dancing. For those of you who in the audience maybe haven't done this kind of dancing before, the way as a follow you know what the lead is going to do is mostly based on like shifts in weight um, and uh, like changing of grip and stuff like that. Uh, there is no discussion that happens for like what patterns you're going to do. Um, but I think the way that he moves because, because he does the move, the moves very correctly and also like is extremely cognizant of telegraphing his moves. Uh, he's an easy lead to follow. Um, and, and he, as, as you kind of say this, his, I think his expression gets kind of closed off, um, but he like nods slowly um, and focuses on listening and doing the dance right so that you don't have to worry about your feet while you're saying whatever you're saying. What what does Vivian say? Yeah, just I don't want this to be the last world we visit. Because I know who you are here. And I know what happens to you when you get this far in. I want to keep going until we find a world where your life can be better. Uh, I stumble for a moment. Do you take this opportunity to draw me back into place or do you let me founder? Uh, no, Vivian draws you back into place. They are not going to draw any undue attention to either of us at this moment. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he's quiet for a while. Um, Like that song finishes, another one starts up, they get a good way into that song uh, before he finally says anything. Um, and he says, Vivian, this is the fourth world we've been to if we count where we started and in every single one of them my life follows the same trajectory Gia's eye dies 
because of something that I did. I take that out on the world around me until I burn out. And then I start taking the steps to be a better person. I... What does it say about me that the most consistent hallmarks of me, of my existence in all of these worlds is the the death of my husband like like he only exists for my development like i never start out a good person vivian and As much as this hurts, I don't know if I want to see a world where he doesn't die. Because then who would I be? And that's, even that feels like a betrayal of him because he deserves a good life he deserves it more than i do but a world where i don't lose him is a world where i don't get better and that's a world where the damage that I do is completely unchecked. Vivian obviously looks just devastated, pleadingly, but before they can say anything, we briefly part as the dance demands. <laughs> uh, are you eager to return to me? Um, I think not eager. Um, <clears throat> I think that I have maneuvered us into this particular kind of pattern. Um, on purpose to give me <laughs> some good. space mm -hmm. um, with the recognition that that has to end, right? Like we have to come back together. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I've good. done this on purpose. I like that. Vivian looks almost a little hurt by that, recognizing that <laughs> 
you wanted to say your piece and leave it hanging. <laughs> and they just look incredibly intently into your eyes. I don't know why whatever keeps moving us between these worlds has a sick sense of humor when it comes to you. I don't know why it wants to keep you trapped in this cycle. If I have my way, I am going to keep us going until either we find a place where things can be better because I know Regardless of what you think about yourself, you can, you can choose to be better if we just catch it early enough or until I find whatever is doing this and kick its ass. You, you know that People like GSI don't just exist to have been dead. There's, there's got to be a world where you can simply exist, where you can learn what being a good person means before the world shows you what it means to be a bad one. I... I have to believe that this can work. Oh, I could cause problems on purpose. Do it. Mm -hmm. uh, a lock of hair has fallen out of place. Thank you, Jade. Do you fix it? <laughs> uh, I think... I think we'll mix that with mm -hmm. the music stops. Do you stay by my side a while or do you rush away? And I think <clears throat> what happens is... Uh, Talonor, in response to that, uh, asks, why do you even care? Uh, and before Vivian can answer, the music stops uh, and... Talonor brings them to a stop um, and kind of tucks the the little uh, charm back into Vivian's hair more securely um, and just kind of stands there. His shoulders are slumped. He looks defeated, tired. Uh, and just kind of like lets this question hang. Uh, do you stay by my side a while or do you rush away? 
I, I stay by your side. Um, if I can zoom out into player space, mm-hmm. do you, Danielle, want this question answered? Or do you want it to say to stay uh, in the air? Mm. I'm down either way. Okay. I would like to answer it. Then. Okay. I care because I've seen what you become every single time. You're a good person. You choose to be a good person. How could I not want the best for you? think uh that's about all they have time to say um before you know protocol would dictate that they have to mm-hmm. step away mm-hmm. they have not disguised themselves as a high enough rank to <laughs> have this prolonged conversation after the social custom has been met mm-hmm. uh, and as the button on this scene i would like to say that as Vivian steps away, tries to melt into the shadows and leave before someone figures them out and chases them away from port at gunpoint. Um, Talonor notices someone else walking in to the function. Uh, And it is a very much alive and perhaps unknown to him, uh, Ed. Hmm. Good shit. Oh, played, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now that we've had a dance, someone has to do a duel. <laughs> I mean, August, have you, you you haven't chosen a scene yet, have you? Yeah, I have. Oh, yeah, no, you chose to, yeah. Yeah, That's I chose right. to, to get drunk. Who hasn't chosen? Jade, fight someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Okay. <laughs> because I can't think of anyone they want to fight or need yeah. to fight. That it. Yeah. As entertaining as that would be. And it would be very entertaining. I mean, also, I think I sort of chose furtive discussion anyway. Like, this has been a group mm-hmm. effort so far. I know it's possibly my turn, but I have no idea. That's fair. All right, who needs to fight someone? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know uh, Dirk 
had mentioned wanting Rebel to have an excuse to talk to Marius, so maybe there's Please, some reason. Go right ahead. Some reason we Break do a bread. duel. Oh, oh that. Breaking bread, yeah. A duel can happen. I am not averse to a duel. Yeah, yeah. Breaking bread can happen too. It's it's up to you, Dirk. I just uh, let me take a look at breaking bread. I think that's probably what I want to do. Breaking bread's just a conversation over food by another yeah. name. Like it, it lends itself nicely to com- just easy conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would like it to be breaking bread. Okie dokie. Um, so we know Rebel was at this uh, particular shindig. Was Marius also? I don't think so. Uh, I think they're really feeling the pressure to to do something about this artifact, so I don't think that they're allowed much time to to do things that aren't research. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think that they were at the dance. I don't think they know anything that happened at the shindig. Okay. Mm. then where would rebel find marius because ostensibly uh we're all uh on land at the moment because uh like we need replies or our ships need repairs that sort of thing mm-hmm. you could be bringing them food Ooh. like as an excuse they need to eat also i feel like this is a callback to the game where Marius was born. Mm. Just thinking about that original Kingdom game. Mm. So. God, that's been forever. Yeah. Mm. Literal. Busting out the deep cuts. The fuck is time? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, in that case, I think uh, Rebel would. Yeah, bring Marius some food. Like, uh, just a bunch of canapes from the party wrapped in a napkin. <laughs> no, no. Why not? What have had excellent food? You've not. I'm sorry. He has not taken good good food from an event they've been to to have later. <laughs> uh, or am I the only? Working class schlub here who has absolutely oh, no. pilfered food from a gig. <laughs> oh no! When I was in high school, I practically uh, not high school, college. I practically lived on, uh, like free food events. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Uh no, I think the only reason why it's not that is because uh, Rebels' logic is. Uh, I want to bring Marius, like, an actual full meal, as opposed to whatever I can mm. stick in my pockets. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think uh, Rebel probably brings, like, a bread bowl of some, uh, with, like, some really good stew in it. And, um, like, maybe... A mug of uh, 
like small beer or something like that like something uh you can just drink with your meal not like to get drunk mm-hmm. and um uh where's a uh, rebel at uh not rebel marius so i think that maybe uh they're holed up uh in like a hostel uh on shore um they're probably uh pouring over a couple of tomes that they've requisitioned from some folks on land uh because they don't have soft skills but they do have a military uniform to help them get stuff mm-hmm. uh so that's what they're doing and where they are when a uh, rebel finds them yeah uh i think rebel is not still in like shindig clothes but uh is like uh looking nice uh probably like took off the suit jacket and is just wearing you know the vest and shirt over some slacks mm-hmm. and uh oh actually rebel is not staying in this hostel so uh i think actually yeah rebel is still in like shindig clothing which is you know a naval uniform with uh you know like jacket unbuttoned that sort of thing mm-hmm. gloves in the pocket and i think uh, i think marius is still in their everyday uniform even though it's late um and just they they don't look happy Um, I think, like, is there a door to knock on, or is it, like, an open space? Uh, I think there's a door to knock on, uh, but if Rebel chooses to knock, Marius is just, like, come in. Yeah, so, I think, uh, Rebel does choose to knock, and uh, brings in this bowl of really nice-smelling stew, and um i don't know what the quality of food at this particular hostel is but if it's not great then it's possibly not food from here <laughs> i think it's it's uh funnier if it's not food from here yeah so, um uh rebel's just like uh, uh hey, Mm. Sorry, I need a second to think of how Rebel would put this. Because it's not just, uh, hey, I heard you needed food. Um, it would be more like, uh, uh, I thought you might uh, want something to eat. It's getting pretty late. Marius, like, looks up, looks rebel, up and down, looks at the food, and just says, what's the occasion? 
Uh, there was a graduation for someone, uh, the Admiral at Talonor was there and uh, I got invited as well. And like Rebel kind of looks pleased. And I think Marius would know that uh, Rebel being invited uh, says something uh, about Rebel's standing, either Rebel is high standing or, you know, has the potential to go higher mm-hmm. than where they currently are. Yeah. And uh, Marius just kind of snorts and accepts, you know, like clears off a space on the table and accepts the food and and says... I appreciate it. This place does not have the most nutrition op- nutritious options. I'm I think you can tell that Marius is in a little bit of a mood. So I'm going to say I'm feeling gregarious. What would you like to know about me? Mm. I think the way this gets broached is uh, uh, before they can think, uh, like, sort of think it through fully. they ask, oh, well, why did you pick here to stay as opposed to names a place, uh, the lock and key, um, which is uh, like A, a much nicer place, and B, a more expensive place. <laughs> and, um, Uh, and then, like, it, uh, like, Rebel says that, and then goes, oh, wait, sorry. Um, you've probably got loans. Um, how can I help? I, um... I don't have loans and um basically uh rebels like i'm in a really good position uh to offer you like assistance what do you need which is probably technically another uh thing on here but i think marius shakes their head and and says the longer we're here the long the more i worry that we'll be stuck here and the more that i worry about the assignments that i was given before we got here and
I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm chasing dead ends and I'm not sure that we'll be able to find what we're looking for on more front than one, more fronts than one. Rebel looks very solemn. Uh, and like has been listening attentively. And I think uh, and you and Lee says, is it so bad here for you? Marius Lake holds their hands in front of them on the the kind of cramped desk and says the magic here feels wrong. It's not what I'm used to and it's not Rebel, I know that we aren't particularly close, but do you really think that I'm happy in the Navy? Rebel very seriously considers this question. I... I don't know how to answer that, actually, because uh, he'd asked me before, I thought I wouldn't be happy in Navy, but I really am, actually. I am... Um, I'm doing really well. I have prospects and uh, I know what to do. There are rules for how to do things and uh, think I'd be the last one to enjoy rules, but uh, 
honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's something about getting to spend time with my parents. Rebel shrugs. But now that I think about it, if you're asking, I would guess that means you're probably not very happy. Marius nods a little. Um, and I think they take a bite of the, the stew and they say this is much better than what I would be able to procure here. Oh my god, I think Mar uh, I think Rebel might do this. Uh, do it. Uh, Rebel says, uh, well, if we are stuck here, and uh, you don't um, join Vivian. You and I could always get married. At the very least, uh, that way we'd be able to get you out of the Navy. I think Marius yeah. considers... Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think uh, there is a second, and then uh, Rebel adds, you'd have to be nice to my parents, though. I think Marius considers for a moment, and then says... Last time... The last place we were, I was married after a fashion. And while I appreciate the offer, I'm not sure that's something that I'm not sure that's something that I can do. And Marius is clearly struggling for, for the words here. Like, trying to talk about their feelings is not their strong suit. Uh, and finally they say, I... I appreciate the offer, but I don't think that I would make a particularly good spouse. 
Well, that wasn't why I offered. <laughs> but that's okay. Just if you need anything, and I do mean anything, please ask for help. I will be happy to give it. Or, you know, send me an invoice or something. <laughs> Shrugs. I think Marius, like, nods and says... I suppose this is a long shot, but have you heard of the Universal Veil? Mm. I'm trying to decide. Uh, should Rebel have heard of the Universal Veil? Um, I mean, it's entirely up to you. It's It's just a MacGuffin. That is hanging over Mari, you know, this Marius's head. So, then I think Rebel uh, looks uh, a little surprised and says, uh, "Yeah, actually, um." There's a uh, journal. Uh, I read it when I was a kid. I think one of my grandparents. Um, went looking for it or had it or something like that. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Oh, uh, what part did you miss? Uh, just like the last couple of sentences, my brain just completely shut down for a sec. Nah, you're good. Uh, so Rebel says, uh, yeah, I have heard of it, actually. I read a journal when I was a kid. I think one of my grandparents uh, owned it or was looking for it, something like that. I could um, ask uh, for that <laughs> journal to be sent to us. Maybe you could find something helpful there. And Maria says, I would deeply, deeply appreciate that. And looks kind of relieved. And, uh, Rebel nods, uh, alrighty then, well, um, enjoy your dinner, I hope you get some rest, and, uh, I'll go send the message now. I think that's seen. Agreed.
do we wish to end with the great hunt? Uh, are there more scenes that people want to do? Because I feel like we are getting to the time where we could do a last minigame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's an idea. Uh, do we want folks to do like a, a short like monologue or just plain old scene about what they're doing before we set out on this hunt that will probably end our time in this world? I just had a terrible idea. Ooh, we love terrible ideas. <laughs> what if we all get together for a game of Truth or Dare the night before we head out for the Great Hunt? <laughs> yes, I good. wanted Truth or Dare so much. <laughs> good, good. Uh, I, I think, you know, I would like to pitch that this is the kind of thing that happens, like, we've got a bonfire... Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere secluded that we're meeting around for like our last uh, you know our last hurrah before we before we try to to get out of here mm-hmm. um, so with truth with truth or dare everybody plays uh, you're gathered somewhere in the night and you're well sated after a meal what do you notice about each other what have you heard um, and uh, we go around the table and choose another character to ask truth or dare uh, choose freely from the list below or make up your own uh, no player may be targeted more than twice in a round nor may the same dare or question be made more than once in a round uh, and if someone refuses to answer or perform their dare they are out of the game Characters may lie, but the spirit of the game is to tell the truth. If it's obvious the character is lying at the player's discretion and they get called on it, they are out. Uh, No dares should be lethal, though they may be humiliating or cause mild to moderate discomfort. So, who brings up the idea of truth or dare? (laughs) (laughs) Is it Rebel? That feels uh, right to me. <laughs> oh my god, I know, I fully know what it is. Like, we're all around this fire, we finished eating, it's too late to, like, actually do anything, but not late enough for bed. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're having that moment where everybody's just sort of awkwardly looking at each other, or not looking at each other. Rebels, like, we could play truth or dare. I think Marius just kind of like gives Rebel a look, but doesn't say no. <laughs> uh, Talonor has got his jacket off has rolled up his pants and taken his boots off and is sitting near to the water um, with his feet in the water as I think the tide is going out Um, and he kind of like 
He's le- he leans back on his hands and looks over his shoulder at Rebel. Was just the, um, like... I think... What's truth or dare? The look on Rebel's face <laughs> is like you have just given him a gift. Given them a gift. <laughs> And uh, I think Rebel says uh, it's a game, and uh, you should definitely join us. Uh, Squints. <laughs> See, Rebel when you just say looks it like genuinely. That. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying uh, Rebel looks just... genuinely. Yeah, it just looks genuinely happy. Mm-hmm. Vivian just gives a very amused grin, just like, it's a children's game meant to cause embarrassment and mild discomfort for everyone involved. It's also a good way to get to know each other. In my experience, that is always secondary. <laughs> I think I think he just looks confused. <laughs> we, we've had four lifetimes to get to know each other. I mean, I don't know all of you particularly well, but what? Why? Why well, is this? Then this a game? would be the opportunity to ask because it's a children's game. Because children like to have a reason to ask each other difficult questions or questions they wouldn't normally be allowed to or do silly things or have a chance to be brave uh, under the pretext that somebody dared them to do it. It gives freedom to be truthful or to do a thing that you might not do otherwise. It's what you make of it, like most things. I'm starting to understand why I haven't heard of this game. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you about this time that my friends were stuck in the frigid part of the ocean. That's a deep cut truck. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but don't worry about it. <laughs> he's he's referencing dumb kids and when they mm-hmm. played Truth or Dare in the ship up in the Arctic. Mm-hmm. Oh god. <laughs> god, I forgot about that. <laughs> All right, who, who's going first? Well, as Rebel suggested the game, <laughs> they should get thrown under the bus. 
Yeah. <laughs> Alternatively, August gets thrown under the bus as they suggested the game in Meat Space. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am happy to go first. Uh, and uh, I think. Mm, I think. Hmm. Uh, fuck. The difficulties of picking somebody. Beans. Roll you can always D4. roll for it. Yeah, roll a ah. d4. That is an excellent idea. I am so glad I know you very smart humans. <laughs> Just make sure you assign a number to everybody before you hit enter. Or just do it alphabetical. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to do it uh, alphabetical. So. Right, so that is fee. All right. So I think uh, Rebel uh, looks at uh, fee and says, fee, truth or dare? Um, he would raise an eyebrow but this is one thing I forgot to mention um, they don't have eyebrows <laughs> has that that fully plucked look um, to it it's not immediately obvious to be fair like it's got quite a pronounced brow bone so you get the vibe even if there isn't the thing there Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, was that there? There. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, I think. <laughs> I thought of something. I'm not going to do that because it right. wouldn't be as entertaining as it feels in my head. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I think um, I think the dare is going to be uh, taste the lips of the one here you most desire, be they willing. I don't think that's how Rebel puts it, but that's the dare. <laughs> so, I think Rebel probably puts it more as... Uh, uh, there's four of us here, uh, of the four of us, uh, pick the person you most want to kiss, and if they let you, give them a kiss. 
Squint's a little rebel. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. And then smiles, and you just see a lot of sharp teeth. It's no Rebel common looks to anyone. very impressed by those teeth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it is no offense teeth. to anyone here. I don't find any of you interesting in that regard. I don't really find anyone interesting in that regard. You're all aesthetically pleasing enough in your way. (laughs) (laughs) As far as humans go. Rebel's mouth opens at that last one. Like, they're gonna ask a question. And then they look around to see if anybody else caught it. (laughs) Uh, I think Vivian's gonna try to cover for it. (laughs) <laughs> with a Snyder mark but other folks can have looks and then because Fee does know how Truth or Dare works uh, we'll look to uh, Vivian who just saved their butt as it were yeah Spe- it- specifically they're going to say, oh, that's a shame. I always find those teeth uh, to be a challenge. I already know far more about the two of you than I care to. <laughs> Grins. Uh, Mixed Black. Uh, Captain Blackthorn, truth or dare? Well, choosing truth would just be boring when it comes to you. What could I possibly tell you? Just because I would know if you were lying doesn't mean anybody else would. We're going to go for dare anyway. Share a song with us, Captain. The bawdiest one you know. Hmm. And spare no lyrics for the sake of sensitive ears. And you can obviously extrapolate mm-hmm. shrug. I think that's what we've yeah. done in the past playing these sorts of games. Mm-hmm. This is truly what I regret having not looked up songs of his <laughs> so prior sorry. to the game because I would absolutely do it if I could. I know you would have. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is I think one of those uh, songs that are just the very thin metaphor Mm -hmm. layered on Mm -hmm. top of just Mm -hmm. this is the story of this 
uh, promiscuous young lay who went about and yeah, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a very important question. Mm-hmm. Uh, does the promiscuous young lady at any point in the story hook up with a mermaid? Uh, yeah, uh, among other things that become <laughs> gradually less acceptable than that. <laughs> yeah, the merfolk's like verse five of ten. Just <laughs> And yeah, there's there's a strange like tangible power that comes over the room because like song um, mm-hmm. is like a component of Vivian actually tapping into magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like for everyone to be around, or what's the effect that the song has? Do you think? Uh, I think primarily it's just like he wouldn't necessarily know. Uh, what this is feeling like for other people, but I think mm. it's sort of the thing where your heartbeats all sync up. Mm. Love that. Yeah, because it's about working in time mm-hmm. to, you know, do the hauling or the, you know, the rowing at mm-hmm. the same moment. And so it's just. That moment of synchronicity. Uh, Professor Favors. Truth or dare? Marius looks a little incensed and and says, I don't trust any of your dares. Any of you. Um, <laughs> and I have... I have no compunctions about speaking the truth. So, truth. Mm. August, do you want this to be funny or serious? Because I have a serious one, but I don't know that that's the tone we're going for. I don't know. Like, I'd be fine either way. Um, so whichever one you feel is more narratively interesting. Okay. I'm going to leave it at what does your heart most desire? Marius blinks for a moment. And they look a little like they look taken aback for a moment. And then they like cast their gaze elsewhere and I need to roll to see if they do something. 
All right, how many drinks in is Marius? (laughs) (laughs) And I think in this moment, they're being truthful Mm -hmm. when they say... I wish I could have known Kari better. Hmm. They don't say who Kari is, um, but that's uh, that's what they say, and they leave it at that. I forget. Did that name come up last time with Talonor now? Uh, I think Talonor would have known, yeah. Because I... I I want to say it did come up. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember if names were used. <laughs> I think it's more good. fun if I think it's more fun if Talonor knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, even if it doesn't come up in the in the truth or dare, I just think it's fun if if Talonor knows that. Mm-hmm. 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 I think he inclines his head, but he doesn't say anything about it. Um, trying to think about how Marius Marius is trying to think about how to ad- address Talonor before finally settling on uh uh Jezrin mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Truth or dare? Oh. Uh. Uh. Truth, I suppose. Marius, thanks for a second, and then says... What will you do if we make it home? I think this silence is in character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't rightly know. probably shouldn't publish our findings. That that gets a laugh out of Marius. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should. It does offer a kind of perspective. Uh but we'd have to be able to ensure that people could make it back. And I I don't think uh, certainty has anything to do with what's been happening to us. (laughs) Uh, Rebel. Truth or dare? 
take a dare. Okay. Uh... Oh, goodness. Excuse me. Um... Give the fairest among us a token showing that you find them to be the most pleasing to the eye. We'll bring it full circle. <laughs> God. Fuck. Because if that's something that Rebel asked, then clearly uh, Zay would be comfortable answering a similar question himself. <laughs> that's how that works obviously obviously <laughs> um <laughs> learning in real time that his actions have consequences <laughs> uh, no no Uh, I think uh, Rebel uh, like a bunch of expressions go over Rebel's face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Rebel uh looks around for a moment uh, and uh, picks up like a cool shell mm -hmm. brushes it off and uh, gives it to Talonor I think he looks genuinely extremely surprised <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, he probably blushes a little bit uh, thank you. Huh. Looks down at the shell. Brushes it off some more. Slips it into his shirt pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Rebel is not looking at anybody. Uh, Talonor's probably the safest person Rebel could have a crush on because... Uh, he's super hung up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I think, uh, Rebel, like, sits back down, leaning back on their hands, looking up at the sky. Uh, uh the truth or dare. Yeah. I was just going to ask if we wanted to uh, leave it at the one round just because I'm aware of the time and I don't know how Jade is faring energy wise. <laughs> no, it's all good. Okay. I'm fine. All right. Sorry to Thank interrupt that. Oh no, you're good. I did not notice the time. So, um, 
and actually, we probably should because I do have a heart out today. So, ah, yeah, I do want to get to the great hunt before we call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then let's say the game can the game of truth or dare continued as the mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. camera fades to black. And yeah, the, uh, come up with the rising sun uh, on the great hunt. So uh, I've not done any scene describing, so I'll take the lead on this one. Uh, everyone plays. Determine what you are hunting and how. Other players may ask questions about your quarry at any time. Well, we have established we are on the hunt for the wizard. Uh, for those of us who are not maybe present for our earlier rounds, the lizard started off as a creature brought possibly by the mushrooms uh, as a gift for Erwin. Um, and then was at the house. Either it was large or we were small. It was not clear. Um, and sort of helped us get away from people that were chasing us or or whoever it was that it was weird creepy house bullshit because it's house um and then was fees sort of familiar for want of a better term um or at least was described as such in going rogue basically the arrival of the lizard tends to uh, predicate the shifting um, so, hence the logic here. So, I assume we've got a small, like, a schooner or some kind of smaller ship that's shallower. Yeah, this is me showing off my research on 1700 sailing ships. Uh, something uh, a low draft doesn't ride you behind the water nice and you know maneuverable. Not too many sails. The Dutch flute. Nippy. Mm-hmm, exactly. That's a good shirt. Uh, but not evil this time. <laughs> um, but I'm imagining the lizard for the sake of scale and the way it's been talked about in this universe. Um, obviously more like a sea serpent kind of vibe, but I'm thinking like not full like megalodon sized, but like the like the prehistoric crocodile kind of size. Okay, like big lizard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big. Li- I don't know uh, actual numbers, but like all like M- Moby Dick, like whale, like bigger than a whale shark. Maybe not quite as big as a blue whale. But large. I don't know. Okay, so large. So I don't know how big the prehistoric megafauna are. You, I'm sorry, Danielle. You are the <laughs> wise one in the way of science and animals here. <laughs> You've just listed four very different animals. <laughs> well, I don't know. You're also tired, so I definitely get a pass. <laughs> I don't know what gave that away. Uh, it's big. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. big. Yes, large. It it is, is not. It, uh, is it, it larger is, than our ship? I think it's large enough to do serious damage to the ship if it was inclined. Okay. So we're talking like 
Jaws versus the little fishing boat kind of size. Not actually yes, bigger the than the ship, but... In terms of uh, in scale with each other, yeah. yes. Okay. Okay, good. On the same page. That's all that matters. We, we got there. <laughs> so good. To be fair, I think we're still better envisioning the size of a thing than Austin Walker is <laughs> describing normal periods of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All credit to Mr. A, uh, A underscore Walker. But uh, you know what? We all have our strengths and our <laughs> blind spots as GMs. And some people just really have interesting ideas about the passage of time. Mm-hmm. We love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go on a search for a big aquatic lizard. Word. Playing the game. Um, the other play- all players take we take turns choosing a series of at least four, but no more than six hazards. We can also make up our own. Hazards can be repurposed. We throw coins to determine the outcome of the hunt, and the number of coins that we gain determine overall determines the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, we end the game by getting four or more coins. Basically, when we decide we've chased enough, mm-hmm. then we look at the number of coins we have. So I think it makes sense if we each do one hazard. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. More or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who would like to go first? Uh, I can go first. Oh, yeah. Um, since our climate is uh, unpredictable, uh, you catch wind of your quarry on the other side of a dangerous ice flow. Mm. Uh, throw. On heads, you make it through unscathed, making good time, gain a coin. On tails, your progress slows to a near crawl. So let me... Tab go, there we go. Um, and the result is heads. We gain a coin. Woo. Okay. And I think I think this is due to the fact that we have a smaller, more maneuverable ship than like any of our regular ships. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we never would have been able to make it through. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and remember the hazards are not prescriptive you can make up your own hazard if you want yeah. to mm-hmm. I think next we return to a site your quarry recently terrorized throw on heads there's valuable information about your quarry's current path gain a coin on tails there's nothing useful to be found and that is another heads. Ooh, um, so what? What did this large lizard 
terrorize. A cricket farm. <laughs> Palm grove. <laughs> oh, wait, um, what if they're giant crickets? <laughs> <laughs> I want to twist it a little bit. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily terrorized, mm -hmm. um, but I think maybe we run into someone uh, who has like seen it recently um what do we like the sound of better this being one of our merfolk friends or this being uh, a cameo by the the bandalite boat <laughs> <laughs> it definitely needs to be the bandalites so. mm -hmm. all right yeah, my, uh, my illustrious cousin, uh, having retreated into deeper waters, uh, has had a near miss with this strange beast um, and is able to tell us uh, which way it went. Nice. Uh, a freak weather pattern is causing water spouts. Throw. On heads, you weather it without being thrown off course, gain a coin. On tails, your heading has shifted, and it takes some time for you to regain your course. Uh... Heads. Wow. Oh, yeah. uh, so these we've we've passed the ice flow and we have uh, finished our rendezvous with the bandalites uh, out in open water and I think uh, at the head of an upcoming storm it's just an ungodly number of water spouts uh, that we have to navigate uh, but we make it through Um, so the quarry is said uh, to roost near a sunken university. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, ahead, the path there is an easy one and we're able to handily make the journey, gain a coin. On tails, the way is too treacherous to even risk. Oof. We're going to have to find another way there. I think what it is, um, because of where we are in the game, because of what the time is, uh, because of what's been revealed, I think, well, yeah, then it's like we really quickly realize that um, we're not going to be able to take the ship there. See looks to the others and says we could go without the boat. Glances to Vivian. 
Talonor raises an eyebrow. I mean, I can swim, but this water is extremely cold. I think Rebel also looks at Vivian and says, well, Vivian, you know magic, don't you? Oh, it's not me that we're following. I'm not this saying it'll be it... easier. I'm saying it'll be more direct. It'll, it'll make it a lot more difficult for these versions of us to get back. Hmm. But I think I may be the only one who really cares about that anymore. Yeah. yeah. I also your care. fox will your fox will find you, Captain. I will not do this unless you are all willing to do so. I can grant this ability for a time. Talonor looking at everybody else like clearly he's missing something. Do what? Swim, Admiral. I mean, I, I, as I said, we, it's still far. Fee, maybe Fee you should walks, just show them. Yeah, Fee walks up to the edge of the, uh, probably like up to the bow, climbs up onto the the balustrade, and does a super neat little dive straight down into the water. Um, and when they pop back up. Um, the human form has washed away. And now for the first time, and to be fair, Vivian knows, but I don't know if Vivian has seen this. Um, Fee is even paler. Uh, their skin is that almost sort of, <laughs> I can't compare this to fucking raw fish but that's all like is that sort of almost translucent white mm -hmm. like you see with calamari dappled with bioluminescence um their mouth is smaller the teeth sharper within it and out streaming out behind them are these long delicate looking tentacles of four of which are connected by this iridescent almost sheer looking skin and if y'all have ever seen a blanket octopus, uh, they're fucking cool as hell. Google it now. Uh, I'll wait. Now. I've just dropped a picture for us in our chat. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Those are so the pretty. females are huge in this species. The males are like an inch long. It's incredible. <laughs> but they're also known as like superhero octopuses because it looks almost like a cape when they're swimming. It like streams out behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so pretty. And then in y'all's head, just like, as I said, we can swim. That does make more sense. <laughs> you then get the visual of using of for using like a couple of tentacles to like climb up the side of the boat full like suckers style. Um and we'll do a charm uh to grant the old really maybe the slightly more traditional fish tails or um Given that you guys are human, maybe it's more like a selkie kind of a situation. Like you become mm. like seals. Oh, I like that a lot. Oh yeah, that's I like that. Um, yeah, I think what they'll do is explain is like and will glass very like a similar to what the regent did for your cousin and his family. Um. It's easier for humans to remember to get back to themselves if they don't go too far away. Now, try to keep up uh, as we swim to the roost of the uh, great lizard. And I think as we go, the water is like super clear these massive groves of bioluminescent coral and algae and it's like almost like going into one of those uh scare houses or something where it's just like all like black lights and everything is glowing Mm -hmm. as we sort of travel down and into these uh ruins of this university As we uh, work our way to a familiar, but not too familiar, uh, seeming laboratory space. I think, Dirk, you're going to take us home with our last hazard. Yeah. You may have to make one up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to adapt one. Uh your quarry may have so i think what it is is like we all sort of uh recognize this laboratory and i think we all just sort of assume well not just the laboratory but the university and i think we all just sort of assume uh that the lizard is going to be where the mushrooms would have been kept Mm -hmm. so uh, I think on heads, uh, the lizard is exactly where we expect it. And on tails, uh, it is not. And we have to uh, spend a lot of time looking around for it. Mm. So. 
Oh no. Spend a lot of time looking around for it. To... Mm-hmm. It's tricky because y'all got lungs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have only three coins. Uh when you end the game, if you have four or more coins, you find your quarry and defeat it. If you have three coins, you tussle with your quarry and you both live to fight another day. If you have two coins, you lose your quarry. If you have one coin, you don't find concrete signs of your quarry. If you have none, your quarry ambushes and nearly destroys you. Uh, obviously, this is a slightly different situation. Um, but I think it, to, to stick with the vibe of these possible endings. Um, I wonder if it it is a question then if these selves will be able to make it back. Yeah. Oof. I mean, with three coins, it is like both parties live to fight another day. Mm -hmm. Something about like... I don't know, my brain just went... I have an idea. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, what we got? Uh, Maybe uh, we spend a bunch of time looking around for uh, the lizard... Uh, or something, and uh, just when uh, we're uh, getting very concerned that uh, we might run out of air or something like that, uh, we see not actually mushrooms, but like mushroom shaped graffiti on one of the walls, and uh, I think we follow that graffiti and get to basically just like a higher point of the university. And we manage to find a point where we are uh, above the water. And uh, when we get there, we climb out and the lizard is there. It is like basking in the sunlight and uh, like almost appears to have been waiting for us. And uh, I think as uh, we all see it, uh, the lizard, like, I think like everybody gets out of the water and is everybody okay with me? Like uh, putting the, uh, button on this one because I have a thought. Please. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so I think that um the like everybody gets out of the water and we see this uh giant lizard uh still with the mushrooms on it. Um maybe they're like slightly different colors or slightly different shapes but recognizable enough that it's like yes this is our lizard and uh the lizard 
like doesn't like pay us any attention until we're all up there and then uh sort of looks at us and then like it's up like stands and uh it's um it's like uh i feel like we said it was like alligator size or crocodile size somewhere in there uh so it's not like so huge that uh it's looming over us or anything but it's big enough that as it starts to you know sort of waddle towards us there is like a brief concern that uh maybe we might be in danger question mark um and then i think it takes a breath and it's this big breath like uh one of those like movie sounding deep inhale of a large creature mm-hmm. and we can even see like its chest expanding a bit and then uh it blows out uh instead of like fire or ice or anything like that it's a bunch of spores it mm-hmm. blows out a bunch of spores and they almost look like stars or glitter or something and there's so much that for just a moment our view of everything is obscured and then there's a breeze and as the breeze whips the uh sparkles or spores well spores away uh we realize that uh, we are uh on paradise and uh i really should have known what the paradise place that actually looks like before i started saying things but (laughs) (laughs) it's like a, a tropical island Okay, excellent. There's a, there's a starting point. So, yeah, there's uh, sunlight overhead. There was already sunlight overhead, but now it's hot sunlight instead of cold and maybe some palm trees, stuff like that. Word. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done. Good job. Love that visual. Yes. And with that, um, we bring chapter four of the ultraviolet catastrophe to a close. Uh, join us next week for the final chapter uh, where we play Karma, uh, a game by, I totally knew this, um, Gareth H. Graham, I believe. But let me double check because I want to be correct yes you're correct nice um and uh we will see what happens with our dear characters on this tropical island and uh we will see you dear audience next week uh 
1 p.m. Eastern on this channel on Saturday. And as always, thank you for listening. Um, playing with me today has been Shrog. I continue to be Shrog. My pronouns continue to be him. You can continue to find me on the internet. Uh, maybe not the Secret Frog. Maybe try the Secret Frog. Uh, the one where it has a B in front of it seems to be collapsing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Jade. I'm Jade. I'm sleepy. I'm on the internet at Jade Oxford Rose. Y'all know where to find me. Oh, hey, uh, come over to the, the room where Discord server, if you're not there already, and uh, chat with us about the streams or about your favorite piece of media, or just come scream, or uh, throw some money at my GoFundMe so I can get top surgery. Whatever floats your boat. Ha, last boat pun of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've also had Dirk. Hello, I remain Dirk for the foreseeable future. Uh, you can find me uh, on the Hope's Hearth podcast on um, SCP Research uh, Archives uh, in the Hearthside Enclave uh, server, also in the Roomware server, generally screaming. Uh, that's me. And Danielle? I've been Danielle. You can continue to find me on the internet wherever you get good content at redtailedhawk90. I almost thought you were going to say it, Citadel of Swords. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd forgotten your own user handle for a second with that pause. So, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I've been August. You can find me on the Birdly Hell site at Harpy Dora. You can find me on the Gay Furry Autism website at Strange Harpy. Um, and That's Tumblr, if you didn't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So it's good enough for the Reddit refugees. It's good enough for y'all. <laughs> yep. Just because I'm gay doesn't mean I'm a furry. I am a homestuck. <laughs> but, but that's yep. worse though right you understand how that's worse <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saying it thank you all right uh, good night everybody be good people stay safe peace good night Bye. peace